0: I'm so thankful to be here tonight and to have all y'all amazing kids that are anointed by God, and I'm so thankful that he put y'all in the church that I so happen to go to, and today I'm going to be talking to y'all, my little title is Receiving the Power, okay, and I'm going to start in uh, Genesis 3 and verse 1. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. Okay. Where is that? Of any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden. Verse 3. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Up to this point in the chapter, Eve knows that God told her not to eat the fruit on the tree. But the devil came along and convinced her that she could eat the fruit of the tree and not die. How many know the devil is a liar? Amen. Verse 5. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Amen. The devil wants you to do bad and to sin. He wants you to be the worst person you can be. And God, God wants you to not sin. He doesn't want that for you. He wants the best for you. And the devil wants us to sin so badly that sometimes he disguises sin as good and as a good thing to do. Like in verse 5, he told Eve that if she ate of the tree that God told her not to eat of, your eyes will be opened and you shall be as God's. He tried to convince them that doing something bad that God told you not to do is going to be the best thing you ever did amen, that their eyes will be opened to things no one has ever seen before, and they shall be as gods. There's only one God. There's only one Lord, one faith, one truth, one baptism. There's only one, one truth, amen. Verse 6, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Don't let the devil try to convince you to sin just because it doesn't seem harmless. The devil will use anything and everything he can to make you sin. Jumping down to verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden and in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. They felt convicted of the sin that they committed. They knew that what they did was wrong and it defied God or they wouldn't have hid themselves. Amen. I feel like all the stories in the Bible happen for a reason. I feel like there is a story in the Bible for every situation you're in and everything you might go through. Amen. And how to solve that problem that you're in. Like in this this story, I feel that God is trying to warn us of sin and how the devil can disguise things as sin. And letting us know that if we are convicted and we need to repent of that and get right with him. Amen. We are born in this world as sinners. So it's okay if you sin. We all do it. But you have to learn from that and move forward. Don't let the weight of what you've done in the past hold you down for what God has planned for you in the future. Amen. No matter what we go through, it is so important to realize that God will never leave you. He has never left you. He will always be there fighting for you when no one else is. When it seems like you're backed up in a corner and no one's on your side, no one's there to hold your hand or speak to you when you're going through it, how many know that God is there? God is by your side. God is holding your hand. God is teaching you. God is telling you. God is helping you survive. Amen. No matter what the devil throws your way, God is there helping you through it all. Now, after all this, after you have been through all that, you have to start something new. And it's okay if you haven't been a perfect person spiritually because no one is spiritually perfect. No one. God is the only man that ever stepped foot on this earth that was perfect. Only man. He is the best example in your life. You have an amazing pastor, pastor's wife, youth pastor, elders, youth pastor's wife, and not taking anything away from them. They're great people. I love them to death. But God is just the greatest example you could ever follow. Amen. But we are putting everything behind us that we've done wrong. And there is a way to have all your sins you've ever committed forgiven and God will forget what you've done wrong has anyone ever heard of the phrase forgive and forget Yeah. yeah everyone that means that you forgive someone if they wronged you and you forget it or vice versa that is exactly what God does he forgives you for what you've done and he forgets it and the way to ask God to forgive you is repentance Amen. And all that means is that you ask God to forgive you for all that you have done with a humble heart and with a convicted spirit, I guess. With like a a shame, I guess. But now after you have repented, then you get what God wants you to have. And this next one is getting your blessing. Amen. Sometimes to get your blessing, you got to get desperate for God. You have to got. You have got to let God know that you are all in. You can't say, God, I love you so much, but I like this better. It's hard. I know it's hard. We face so much in life, but I feel that that's the devil trying to make you miss out on your blessing in order to get what you've been praying for and fasting for, you have got to hold your head high and tell the devil that no matter what he's trying to do in your life, you've got bigger and better plans with God. Say, devil, I don't need what you have to offer. I've got all the joy, love, happiness, peace, and strength that I need with God. Amen. And along with what we need, we also need the Holy Ghost to survive. We can't live without it. How many of y'all want to go to heaven? Hope to see all y'all hands up. Amen. Um, Lost my place for a second. It's good. I'm going to tell you how to get there. You have to follow three steps. Three steps. Has anyone ever heard of the plan of salvation? Anyone want to say it? That's right. Amen. Amen. In Acts 2.38 it says, And Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall, shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's how you get to heaven. You have got to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We already talked about repentance. Let's talk about Baptism. Amen baptism is basically starting fresh, which means that all the bad things in you is out of you and you get baptized in Jesus name and God wants to put something in you and that something is the Holy Ghost. amen. The Holy Ghost is the key to spiritual power. amen. And to get the Holy Ghost, all you have to do is to ask God to give you. The Holy Ghost. The Bible says, Ask and ye shall receive, and knock and it shall be opened unto you. God wants you to want the Holy Ghost. He wants you to want it. He wants you to just feel like you have to have it in your heart. And if you ask Him for it, it says that He will give it to you. It's a promise. Amen. And God keeps His promises. And we need the Holy Ghost to get to heaven. But some people don't get the Holy Ghost as soon as they pray for it. You know, some do, but some don't. And if you're among the people who don't receive it right away, just know that it's coming. Amen. Just know that um, God said, ask and you shall receive. So if you ask for it, no matter how long it takes, keep your faith, keep holding on and praying, and you shall receive it. So if you ask God to give it to you, he'll give it to you. But the biggest thing to do is if you don't get it right away is to have faith and know that God will give you the best gift known to man, the Holy Ghost. Amen. And in case you didn't know, there are perks to the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost makes you feel so good. And it also fills you with a joy and happiness that you've never felt before all the time. And there is so much more that I can say about that. I'm telling y'all what God put in my heart tonight. So to all the young people and even some older people, don't let the devil tell you what to do and convince you to sin. And if you're not sure if what you're doing or thought about doing is a sin or not, Pray about it. And if you feel like that thing is not right, if you have that gut feeling that this thing I'm doing is not right, then like nine times out of ten, it's not the right thing to do. So that's a good way to know if you're doing the right thing. Just feel, and God will let you know. Amen. And God wants to feel Every young person and every person that does not have the Holy Ghost with the Holy Ghost in this place. And even if you're older, He still wants you to receive the Holy Ghost. So pray about it, ask for it, and you shall receive. This is how you receive the power.
1: Are you kids having a good time? You having fun? All right. We've enjoyed hearing y'all singing. Does everybody know who I am? Y'all know my name? Brother Clarence Rowe. But tonight, I'm not going to be Brother Clarence, okay? I'm not going to be Brother Clarence. I'm going to take a little bit a different approach than, than what Brother Noah did. So I would introduce myself uh, to you, but I want you to guess who I am, Okay? I'm not who I appear to be tonight, okay? So I look like Brother Clarence Rowe, but I'm really not tonight. I am someone totally different. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, okay? My name isn't Clarence Rowe anymore. I wasn't born in Tucson, Arizona to Rick and Barbara Rowe in the year of 1974. That's old, ain't it? I'm not even 45 years old anymore, but I am much, much older tonight, okay? I'm over 2,000 years old. Everybody say, wow, that's old, ain't it? That's older than dirt. (laughs) All right, I was actually born before Jesus was, and to be exact, I was born six months before Jesus, and my life story begins in the book of Matthew and and Mark in your Bible, and they tell a little bit about my ministry, okay, they tell about who I am and some of the ministry that I did in the Bible, and so I want you to be thinking about what I'm saying tonight, because I'm going to ask you here in a little bit, and I want you to figure out who I am, all right? But in Luke chapter 1, it tells about my mother and father before I was born. It tells all about them. Do y'all remember a king by the name of Herod? Y'all remember King Herod? Yeah, he's the, he, he was the king over a place called Judea. And he's the one who tried to kill baby Jesus, right? He, he tried to, he put out a decree in all the land that any babies two years old and under was to be killed because he had heard the prophecy that there was going to be a baby born and he was going to become king. But what he didn't realize, he wasn't going to be an earthly king, he was going to be a spiritual king, and his name was Jesus. But anyway, my father, he was a priest during this time that King Herod was ruling, and his name was Zacharias. Are you figuring it out? Okay, don't tell nobody yet. Okay, so my father's name was Zacharias, and he was a priest during this time, and my mother's name was Elizabeth, okay? And both of my parents, I loved my parents so much. They were very righteous and and blameless people and They kept God's commandments, and they obeyed the Lord. And I just loved my parents so much. They were awesome, awesome people. Do y'all love y'all's parents? Y'all better say yeah. (laughs) Okay, so my father's job in the temple was, his job was that he burned incense, okay? So in the temple, there was this altar set up. And we're just going to, this is a good altar right here. This is a good size. So maybe it it, it was probably a little bit smaller, but he burned incense. Does anybody know what incense is? Yeah, it's like an offering. That's right. It's an offering to the Lord, but it's like ointments. It's like perfumes and spices and herbs all mixed together, and they burn it. And, and, and it sends up a sweet-smelling savor to the Lord, and, and he smells that. But so while he's burning this incense on the altar, there's people outside of the temple, and they're praying, and they're worshiping God. And while my father, Zacharias, was burning this incense on the altar, all of a sudden there appeared an angel on the right side of the altar— Do you all know what his name is? His name was Gabriel. Gabriel was his name. And whenever he saw him, he got scared. Zacharias, all of a sudden he saw this angel and he just started trembling and he got scared. And, And whenever Gabriel saw him and the fear that was on his face, he told him, he said, don't be afraid, Zacharias. He said, because your prayers have been heard. Does anybody know what Zacharias and Elizabeth had been praying for? A baby. That's right. Very good. All right. So they had been praying for a baby. And so so the angel told Zacharias, said, "Your, your prayers have been heard, and your wife is going to have a baby. And they gave him the name of the baby. But I'm not going to tell you what it is yet. He said, whenever this baby is born, it's going to be such a joyful and a glad time and there's going to be just a lot of people rejoicing and happy because this baby was born. And this baby, he's going to be he's going to grow up and he's going to be great in the sight of the Lord. He's going to be an awesome prophet. In fact, he's going to be the greatest prophet there ever was. And but This man, he cannot drink wine or alcohol or put anything bad. He can't drink anything bad. And and he's going to be filled, get this, he's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost from the time he was born. He didn't even have to seek after the Holy Ghost. God filled him with the Holy Ghost while he was still in his mommy's tummy. Can you believe that? That's amazing, isn't it? So he filled he filled him and his mom, Elizabeth, with the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says that because of this child being born, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to turn to God. They're going to, they're going to uh, start seeking God. And this man is going to have the same spirit as Elijah, same power and spirit as Elijah. you all remember who Elijah was? He called fire down out of heaven and consumed Uh, consumed a sacrifice, he called a she-bear out of the woods because there were some people making fun of him and they ate him. This is the same spirit and power that this prophet's going to have. And the Bible also says that because of this child that's going to be born, there's going to be fathers that are going to turn and love their children. There's going to be disobedient people that will start to obey and he's going to prepare people for the ministry of Jesus. So Zacharias is hearing the angel, you know, talk about this. He's, he's hearing them tell him all of these things, and he's just standing there dumbfounded and in disbelief, and he said, how do I know that this is true? He said, because I'm old, and my wife, you know, she's older. She's, she's too old to, to have a baby, and and uh, so Gabriel, he, he kind of got, uh, it, it kind of aggravated him because he was the angel of announcement. He's the one who's going to blow the trumpet, the trumpet whenever Jesus comes back to take us away because he's the one who makes the announcements for Jesus. So Gabriel was a little bit offended at Zacharias because he didn't believe him. So, he's, so Gabriel said, because of your unbelief, you're going to be dumb until your baby is born. Do y'all know what the word dumb means? Now, it doesn't mean stupid. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you're not smart. You know what it is? What does it mean? That's right. It means you can't speak. All right. Very good. So Zacharias couldn't talk until... Their child was born. He said, and so Zacharias couldn't talk for, for nine months. And so while all of this has taken place, while Zacharias is in there and the angel is talking to him, the people are still outside, and they were worshiping and praising God. And they, um, they began to get impatient, and they, they began to ask themselves, what is taking Zacharias so long to burn this incense. And so finally, whenever Zacharias came out, he he motioned for the people to come over and he wanted to talk to them, but he couldn't say anything because he was dumb. He couldn't speak. And so, but the people realized that, that, that he had seen a vision because of the look on his face. Now that's an awesome story, isn't it? That's an awesome story about who am I talking about? John the Baptist. That's right. John the Baptist. So yes, John the Baptist was a man who went about preaching the gospel before Jesus did. He was actually Jesus' cousin because Jesus' mother Mary and John's mother Elizabeth were cousins. So that made John the Baptist and Jesus' cousins. And so John the Baptist went out do y'all remember what he wore whenever he was in the wilderness preaching the gospel and what he ate? The Bible says, do you know Joanna? That's right. Honey and locusts, right. Yeah. This girl's been reading her Bible, I'm telling you. <laughs> She's got to memorize Somebody's doing a good job. So he, so he is eating locusts and wild honey, and he wore camel's hair and a leather girdle about him. So, so that's what John the Baptist did. But you know, there's a scripture, amen, that, sa- that says that John the Baptist was the greatest prophet ever. And that is found in Matthew 11, verse 11. It says, Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. <laughs> I'm not asking a question yet. <laughs> I know you know the answer, though. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> so, who do y'all think is greater than John the Baptist. said, so he that is least, yes. God, God is greater than John the Baptist. You're right. That's very, very good. But who among us is greater than John the Baptist? Y'all are. Because the Bible says that y'all are the least in the kingdom of heaven. You know, sometimes adults we've got motives behind what we do sometimes we have egos that we that we deal with and we have agendas that 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 we try to that we try to do but kids y'all don't have any motives you don't have any agenda on what you're doing or or egos that you deal with and this is what was happening one day whenever Jesus was talking to his disciples and they brought this man that was that was possessed with a devil, and none of them could, could cast the devil out. And this, this uh, so they brought him to Jesus, and Jesus cast the devil out. And they begin to ask themselves, who is the greatest among us? Who's the greatest prophet? Who's the greatest apostle? And in Luke 9 and 48, it says, Whosoever shall receive this child in my name receiveth me, and whosoever receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. For he that is least among you all, the same shall be great. And kids, I want you to know that you are greater than John the Baptist. You are greater than this great prophet because you're the least in the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus declared because you are the least in the kingdom that you are the greatest. And since you are the greatest, I'm going to need y'all's help tonight because I'm supposed to be delivering a message to this congregation tonight. So if y'all would, I want y'all to stand up here in front of the altar of incense, turn and face this congregation, and I want y'all to help me to deliver the message that I'm supposed to be preaching tonight because y'all may have a greater impact on this congregation than I will. And I want you all to repeat after me. I'm going to read these scriptures, and I want you, amen, to preach to this congregation what the Bible says. So Ephesians 4 and 5, let's say this together. There's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. All right. 1 Peter 3 and 21 says, The like figure, whereunto the like figure? Whereunto, even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of of Jesus Christ. All right, you can be seated. <laughs> Naomi, I want you to come up here. I heard you quoting a scripture earlier, and I want you to cr- quote that scripture again. <laughs> be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Wow. Okay. For the promises unto you and your children, and to all that are af- afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Right, right. Good job. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation.
2: Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved.
1: Okay, so that is the message, amen, and these young people, amen, are greater than John the Baptist, because they are the least in the kingdom, but they are one of the greatest among us, amen, and so... That is our message tonight. If you would stand, amen. And I want these young people to gather around, if they would, around the front. And let's gather in behind them. And let's just take a few few moments tonight and let's pray with them. Is there anybody here who wants the Holy Ghost? Anybody that doesn't have the Holy Ghost, that wants the Holy Ghost? If we could get a little bit of music, amen. I'm telling you. There's some young people here who want the Holy Ghost tonight. And I believe that God can fill them with the Holy Ghost. Amen. They're earnest. They're innocent. They're sincere. Kids, I want you to come up right around here. And I want you to lift your hands to Jesus. I want you to lift your hands to Jesus. I want you to close your eyes. Amen. I want these adults to come in to where they are at. And let's pray with them for a few few minutes. Let's seek God for them. Let's ask God to fill them with the Holy Ghost tonight. God, we love you, Jesus. Yes, We're so Jesus, thankful for your spirit. Yes, we thank you for your love tonight, God. Oh, yes, You're an awesome God. You're a mighty Jesus, God. We just ask you, Lord, that you would touch every one of these children tonight, God. Yes, Those that need the Holy Ghost, Jesus, we ask that you would Fill them with the Holy Ghost, God.
2: Let your spirit anoint
1: them, Lord. Continue to use them and to bless them for your kingdom, God. Come on, kids, let's just lift our hands. Let's lift our voices to Jesus right now.
2: God hears your
1: cry. He hears and he knows your desire. The Holy Ghost, just lift your hands and ask God for it. He'll fill you with the Holy Ghost tonight. Let's just all lift our hands to heaven right now. Let's just thank God for his blessings tonight. Let's thank him for the spirit that we feel here. Thank you for your anointing, Lord. Thank you for blessing these young people. We pray that you would continue to lead them, guide them, Lord, direct their paths. Those that are hungry for you, God, those that desire your spirit, we pray that you would fill them with the anointing of the Holy Ghost, Lord. Oh, bless these young people tonight, Lord. Oh, we praise you, Jesus.
2: Jesus Thank you, Jesus.